Good morning, good day, and good night. You may have stumbled upon this podcast randomly as you browse around a graveyard full of ghouls, driving on an endless road with your killer laying in the back seat, waiting for the right opportunity to slit your throat. Or, you know, just by personal interest. However, what you may not know is what you're about to hear are extremely sinister stories. This show contains all depths of horror that lurks around our society. Kidnapping, torture, murder, you name it. Whether it's down a dark alley or from the pitch black closet in a bedroom. If it's the paranormal that haunts our surroundings, or a demonic possession that needs to be cleansed, a flying saucer that hovers over our helpless world. These files are for one's understanding, but listener discretion, you are warned. If you wish to be part of the cult, <clears throat> well, not a cult, but family, <laughs> hit the five star in Apple Podcasts and subscribe to wherever you are listening. Now that you are brave enough, are you ready to open these cryptic files? Hello, cryptics. It is Halloween weekend. You know what that means. It is going to be a cryptic Halloween for you listeners. Mentioning in the last episode, I told you that I had something brewing up for the season one finale. Tonight, we will be diving into two subjects. Yes, this is going to be a big one. First one on file that we will have tonight is the infamous Grave Robbing for Morons, a videotape that mysteriously caught Web Slew's attention as it reappeared from the 90s home videos. Then, we will try to understand the excitement and disturbing cult following that haunted attraction McCamey Manor contains. How one man can attract society into going through the most controversial experiences. What you will hear is unsettling and might be difficult to get through. Listener discretion is advised. Now, let's end this season off with a splat of goo. 
I assume all of you have been to a graveyard, correct? They are everywhere. Think about it. Human remains on the side of a road as people nonchalantly go about their day. Usually, cemeteries are behind a church or memorial park, but I've seen a lot in just random places or families' backyards. There are many ways on how people and how people's families want the deceased body to be handled. I personally like the idea of being one with the earth, but who knows? I wouldn't want family members having to pay an ungodly amount of money for my body to look decent going six feet under. I absolutely hate funerals. Anyway, the topic today is the idea of one living being disrupting the dead by waking their carcass into the fresh air. In other words, grave robbing. People stealing the remains or what was placed into the casket. You see it a lot in film, and now it is merely for entertainment storytelling. But in reality, robbing a grave is not only immoral, but illegal. There is something disturbing to me about this one individual that we'll be discussing today. There was a homemade VHS video that was reappeared from the 90s about a young man who looks to be in his late teenage years, maybe in his early 20s, that is demonstrating how to rob a grave and ways of dismembering parts of the skeleton. Now, before we move any further, I will play you parts of the video. Hell, maybe even the whole thing. I'd like for you all to get a better feel on why this old footage is so fascinating. Have you ever heard of the term bootlegging? It is the quote, illegal manufacture distribution or sale of goods. This illegal way of making profit could go to minor extremes to major, even involving the black market, which today would be considered the dark web. There was a VHS-slash-DVD underground trading market where unreleased films would be sold, and even darker items such as snuff films. There was a series named Ensuring Your Place in Hell that had a first video that the internet does not have available for some reason. But there's a volume 2 that contains four different home movies, which are considered very strange. One in particular, Grave Robbing for Morons. Let's give you some context on what is being shown in this video in the fourth and final video of this home videotape. This young man, who is probably 19 or 20 years of age, like I said previously, is talking to the cameraman and is instructing how to properly do the job correct. As the video is pretty chipped up and damaged, it is hard to make out where exactly the video is taking place. The young man appears to be Hispanic or Latino origin and has a New York accent, but he has a severe speech impediment. He has long dark hair, dirty blue jeans with a t-shirt, and a greaser-like black leather jacket. This has 90s kid written all over it. As he locks up what he tries to educate, he holds a human skull throughout as he describes how to clean a skull and how to prepare it for the black market. 
I want to play you the video in its entirety. It's 27 minutes long, so if you wish to skip over it all, I will return to talk about the cryptic theories behind this ghoulish video. It's unsettling, so I'll give it a listener discretion, like I did at the beginning of this episode. So, okay, here we go. This big, all right. If it's a male, you might have lines like that from the from the baldness. Okay. Now, so what you do is you grab it around here. You grab it here and peel it back like that. Okay. Peel it back. All right, and it'll pull off. It'll make a disgusting sound. Um. So let's say it's some someone important, right? All right. So you so you take a sample of the uh, mustache, right? Okay. So you. Make sure that uh, I'm so authentic. Or you take that dentures and you make sure they're with them, so that way the person knows who this person is. All right, all right. Because sometimes, sometimes you you go and you risk your ass looking for somebody. All right, and somebody might be paying some serious money for it. So you have to make sure it's the real thing. Okay, and and they have to make sure it's the real thing. So you have, so you have to bring some kind of um, proof that it's the real thing. So you bring piece of hair preferably from the, from the longest part and you know um so let's say they have a, a mustache you bring that definitely all right if the person had a mustache when they died then you then you bring it it's usually around here all right sometimes you might find it around the jaw it might be left there okay so when you uh, swing so uh, so you so when you bring out the jaw so i'll show you later i'm in the real um um, coffin itself, it's a little, it's a bit, it, it, it's very, it, it, I, 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 it's hard to find, okay, and it's, it's very, um, so you can lose it real fast, all right, so when you find it, okay, the jaw is usually like that, at, I'm around this shape, okay, it's like that, okay, so when the, so when the body decom decomposes it's like long like that okay it all rots out in a flat line almost so you can't see it okay see uh, see the top usually has teeth but the bottom is sometimes hard to find okay because it's usually out like that now when you first find you might have to do some some fixtures okay and put um uh spring on the sides so that way you know i'm gonna open it up all right and shut for show it's very okay, but after a while, you take um, some screws and everything. You make a hole here, and in the jaw, you put the spring, and then it's fine. It's just like that, all right? To open and close. All right. So what you do? All right. So when you so when you first open them up, all right? Do not do not grab it here, all right? Don't grab it by the teeth, like that, all right? Uh, you grab it by the eyes or the nose. You, you pull it out. Put your finger all the way in. There's nothing there that will hurt you at all. All right, you have to make sure of that. There's nothing that can hurt you. Do not be afraid. Pull it out like that. Do not pull it by the teeth, or else it'll break out like that, and you will have holes. So it's like a waste of time. Okay, so you, so you grab it like that, pull it forward, or so you'll have the backbone like this, all right, and you'll have ribs. Now the shirt, 
usually turns hard. All right, so you have to break off the shirt and you have to rip it back. Now, okay, so try and keep this, or try and keep the real teeth in, right? The, the roots will pop out very, very, very easy. Okay, see, as you can see, the bone is very thin, so that's why these popped out very, very easily. You can almost pop them in, but I can't pop them in quite right. Why? Because the root, the, um, the um, gum was about this far. That's why you can't push them all the way in because that's how far it went when they were alive. Okay, now as you can see, these are the nostrils. Okay, for this, for this you're gonna have to take something, push it in, wrap around um, a thin um, um, cloth or something, push it in so that we could get that real clean. On the inside, see on the inside, if you, if you don't want to make a cut around here so you have to take something real thin and push it around make sure it's all clean all right see so remember you have a very small hole all right see if you make a cut right here so you can make sure that the inside is all clean but i mean it won't look that that nice afterwards see matter of fact it won't look that that good at all okay so what you do is you try to make the best put your finger in there if you have to and get it as clean as possible Right, so that way you don't have to make a cut and you know it's much better if you want to afterwards you can set it down put a put a black candle on the top and let it bleed down let the candle wax fall and it looks nice okay so what you do if you want you can try try diluted bleach on it okay you dip it in there for a few seconds all right so wash it off all right then afterwards you dip it back in wash it off make sure the bowl does not get that's off with water or else at the wall this will be very fragile right and if you say you topple it over it will break on you so what you do is try and try and um dilute the bleach as much as possible do not paint it at all do not paint this at all because it will ruin the whole thing because it is hell to get the paint in here and get it right because you want to see the the cracks like this there's a crack so you want to see everything so that way it looks real okay you want to see see every little crack around the sides right you want to know that it's real okay so that way you know it's authentic and looks nice like that it looks much better when it's real okay if it's fake see if it's fake you will know when it's fake okay see around the nose it's never perfect right everybody has their own different thing around here it's always somehow cracked in a way okay Mariah you will see cracks if you don't see cracks right here not cracks out just cracks right here see after it's washed then you know it's fake okay um you should see some around here cracks that that can peel out like this all right like that it's like flaky that way you know it's real okay around the sides you will see every little detail on a real skull but there is no there is no way you can actually duplicate that in real life there there is no actual way you can really do it all right because you have holes going into here and going out to the back okay all this so remember this is all flesh like okay see this just like that that's hair all right that's hair left over this is the hair afterwards this person had very short hair as you can see it's like flaky it flakes off real fast this right here is my blood so so miss so miss um, fake that, you know, for uh, 
for blood of the person, all right? Because they, they, they have no blood, all right? It's, this is their blood. It's nothing. It's just brownish. It's radicate. Okay, this one is from a very long time ago. Okay, if you find something more new, you can expect more, more. Um, Reddishness, okay. So this one, this one will end up a little brown, okay, because it's very old. Okay, so, so after you wash it, so it'll be like brown and and like beigeish, okay. But if you find something new, it will be reddish all around. It will be red. If you find something really old, okay, it will be brownish all around. So you, uh, so you leave it in your, see on your roof or something, okay. Find a all right, so like it's like in the summertime or something when it when it when there's a lot of sun, it's real hot, and at the wall this will get all white. It will be beautiful. Everything can put it anywhere. So you, uh, so you put it on the wall, find a way to fix the sun. Great. And if you if you also get the leg bones, it'll look even better like this. Put both of them, all right, like that. It'll look beautiful. So what you do? Okay, some of them, some of them you might find some more, some more metal on it than others. All right, so what you have to do is actually reach in and get these out. Right? See this part? This part? See on the inside? Um, um, see, see this part on the inside and everything? It's always glass, right? But for the, for the legs and everything, you always find it's metal. Sometimes you will find it's, it's glass. But um, a lot of times you'll find it's metal. All right, so what you, so what you first have to do, I right, said so this is cloth. You have to peel back the cloth, which is very hard. So as you can see, this is very hard to rip. All right, so say this was hard. All right, it would be very hard. You have to, so you, have to so you have to find a knife and you have to make a um, slice, okay? And you peel it back like that, okay? And you will find the ends of the bones. You will not see the rest of it, but you only see this part, right? You only see the... On the ball of the bone, right? So you, so you grab the ball, you drag it forward, it'll it'll pop out like nothing. And that's how you have that. All right. If you want fingers, so if you want fingers, do not move anything. Move, don't move nothing at all, or else you will not find them. All right. Because once you've mixed up all the bones, you won't see which ones are fingers or, or which ones are toes. It's very hard. So what you do is. Before you even move this part, all right, you find the you find the hands, all right, and take out the fingers, because those are small. They're 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 very small. They're parts, right? If you rip off this part, you will leave the rest, and this part, and this part, and this part, all right? So you so if you want this part, all right, you have to take that out first, right? Because it will break off like nothing. It was very very uh, easy to break off, all right? The the flesh. Exactly as I've explained, like this, like nothing flaky. It's nothing. There's nothing to be afraid of. It's that old. This one is very old, so it's nice. Just look for dates that are over um, 60 years old. If you find something all over 60 years old, this is what you will get, or maybe even uh, a bit better. Now, um, if you find something over 60 years old, you are in good luck. Alright, see, it's that way you don't have to wash off much. You just you wet it and the rest will fall off. And it's very, very, very easy.
Now, if you find something more new, you have to rub it and rub it and rub it, or you gotta wash off all the blood and everything, you know, because it's a bit more new. This one has almost no brains, let me see. Um, right, there's a piece of the brains. Let's see. Right, there's another piece of brains. If I had something wet here, I would wet them up and let you see how the brains look afterwards. Okay, if you find something more new, you might find it in a chunk, in a chunk, right? And if you shake it, it won't sound crisp like this. All right, sounds very crisp. Now, some of them might sound a little more fleshy-like, all right? It won't be fleshy, but it'll be soft, all right? And once you wet them, they're gonna turn into brains, and they're gonna be very soft. So you have to, you have to watch out for the drain in your sink because it might get caught in there. All right, so what you do is you shake it out in the toilet, or you shake it out in the bucket because it will get caught. It's best if you wash it in a bucket. It's that way, it's that way afterwards you can see what's solid and everything. You can put everything in the toilet and that way nothing will get caught. Um, make sure there's no witnesses when you leave. Always bring it back. If you leave witnesses, sometimes you might, you might like doing these things and everything. After a while, somebody might see them and say, that was him, that was him, that was him. Never let anybody point you out, right? Because if you get pointed out, it's very easy, all right? So, let, so let's say you rub there all five grades, all right? All right, for the first one, you might be able, you might get caught, all right? But if there's witnesses for the rest of them, you will get caught too. Why? Because they're going to blame you for it, right? Because they caught you for this one. That means you most likely did the rest of them, and the judge will say it was you. Never leave witnesses. If you have to knock them out, knock them out so that way they think it's a dream. It's best not to kill, but if it's necessary, do it. Um, but it's just best to always have a, a nice dark bag. Not plastic white like this white you can see through it right you can see shapes use use um paper bags or um, a book bag that's leather or something like that so you so you can't see the shape um um so when you finally find the place make sure it's uh, so um so so um, cure and everything make sure make sure you, um, you so always bring more than one person. Make sure one person is outside. Make a test for a see. See how much noise um, protrudes outside. Okay, you have to set somebody on each side. Does so make at least four sides. So make a lot of noise. All right. So the person on one side can count on how much noise there is. You do that on each side around. All right. And that's be roads nearby. See how far that noise will reach. If it's windy, the noise will carry, right? The noise will go far, okay? It will go much more farther if it's windy. Okay, if it's raining, the rain will help you a lot. If it's snowy, the snow will leave footprints. If it's summertime and there's no rain, then that's, I think, the perfect time, except for one thing, the guards might be a bit active at that time. So what you do it is in around July when it's a little cold, you wear some nice warm gloves. Um, 
the guards won't be as active and everything's going to be cold exactly like you are um so also that way they're not going to be active so it's not going to ride around but not listen that much so what you do is is around you know when it's a little cold and it's not raining or snowy outside you do it in the summertime you can take the risk but you know they're a bit more active so it's risky okay so what you do um so you go to like a magic shop where they like um skulls and everything for rituals okay so um i think you could get around 250 for one of these if you get a leg bone it's carved into um, a necklace or, or something you might get around 654 it's really worth it because a lot of people won't do this and you know and this is worth a lot of money because it's real right this is i'm authentic so like um, a lot of people will pay some serious money for it so what you do is you sell it do not put your real name or anything so while, so while you're in the shop or even in the neighborhood do not say your your real name or anything right if you have friends with you i'm asking them to switch your name or something like that um try not to leave that many um clues around like videotapes like exactly what we're making now don't make that many of them all right don't make tapes do not make <coughs> records because if you are caught if they find those in your house you will get caught badly all right, this this video is that way you will learn uh, if you're a, a beginner to this thing. Um, it's it's fun and everything. You can do it for, for fun only, just to see them, see what you end up in there with and everything. Because every one of them looks different. If you want, you can find something about five years old, and you'll find something real good. It's gonna it's gonna smell like crazy. I think it will. I, I really think it will. It will be a little fleshy, but um, I think that's the good part. Cause if you ask me, oh, all right, your, um, your first one's gonna be very exciting, but your second one's gonna be a little boring. This is my second one. It, this is a little boring, you know. I'm gonna find no fear in holding it, tossing around, you know. Really, and everything uses a baton, you know. It don't matter to me anymore. If you find something fleshy that bugs you out seriously because it really catches you it smells it's hard but um in a way it like it's weird and everything you can see what the person looked like when they first died or right? they're gonna be a little decomposed so the um all right so you look for something about one year old at the most if you want you can look for a freshly dug grave look for our freshly dug grave it'll be a little hard to find because um so let's say so let's say in your mausoleum right um five-year-old tombs look exactly the same as one-year-old or three-month-year-olds okay but um if you're outside yo check it out if they get something new you have to bring some kind of tool man because they to get the head off like this is so old that you can just pull the head off Something with no. skin on it still, man. You have to rip that shit apart. You have to fucking get bring like, a, um, a hatchet or something. Yeah, if you want to and everything, um, you could bring a knife. Most likely, all right. Um, if you want, you could grab it exactly like I said, by the eyes. Okay, there's gonna be eyeballs still. That's why you wear gloves. Don't think about it. think of it as a prop, as if it was from a monster movie, just something fake. 
Alright, uh, the eyeball sockets don't fit that well, okay? But when it's old, you can really push them in. Put your fingers, lock them around like that. Pull the head back like that, okay? Pull it back like that. It should loosen up from the um, spinal cords. That way you don't mess up this part and everything, ripping it off, okay? Pull it back, okay? And afterwards, you can bring a knife, cut open the neck, and... So rip off the rest, just grab it like that from the jaw and rip off the rest and it should pop out of its new. It's going to smell, it might be, it might feel a little moldy. Don't think about it, think of it as a prop. Um, um, if you want to, you can look for something underground. Uh, underground, you should bring at least six, six people with you. Bring around three, three, um, dig for you and everything so you dig and your friend digs and then it's another um, friend digs you have to find some place really so so uh, so, uh, secluded so that way there's there's uh, no interruptions okay so you each take turns first one digs so then the other digs and the other digs all right and you keep going in a circle all right the rest of the three have to be lookouts because if it's outside you're out in open ground. It's dangerous. So you have to make sure you do not get caught. If you get caught, this is a serious offense. And I know it. I don't know why I did this. It's fun. I like it. Um, so what you do is you bring guards. Guards are a major necessity. If you have walkie-talkies, even better. Just make sure you keep switching channels every um, 10 minutes. You should switch, and switch to another um, channel at random, okay, alright, it's, right it's right before you go, say you're on um, channel 12, right, alright, so, so, so make the next one 22, alright, so then you uh, so then you hop to 15, alright, then, then you go to, to 14, you know, just do it at random, then I make it, and uh, so make it, so don't make it in no no uh, mortar whatsoever, okay? If you want, you could really set them off by 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 putting down clues to it that wouldn't be there uh, out of the ordinary. If you want, you can you can actually go out of the way. Uh, you can bring the old shoes, right? That you have everything. So I'm sure you have some old shoes so you can wear them, right? So, um, so you wear those backwards, or right, you walk, all right? You backtrack a long while, all right? Then you walk forward, and everything with the shoes normal, all right? You go all the way back to the grave, all right? Then you then you walk off in a, some other some other um, direction, all right? So that's gonna set them off majorly, all right? Yes, you have to think, you have to make new new um, clues to these things, all right? Because you know they're not just sitting there waiting for you, and everything. You have to make new ones up. So we can set everybody off track. It's like you, um, it's like you rob somebody, somebody important's grave, okay? Um, so everybody's gonna be looking for you. So you have to set them off the track, totally. Make sure they are off the track. Um, don't drink like I've been drinking when you rob graves, cause you can't run as fast, and so your instincts aren't just, you know, that well tuned when you're drinking because you get drunk and you're just a little alright um so other than that it's virtually easy 
It's a nice business if you find the right people to buy. Right? See, it's like your uh, on your first four four or five graves, they're gonna be fun. But after a while, you're gonna be like, I want money for this. And so you find somebody who's like, you know, who wants this person. All right? So like, it's like you want. It's like if you want a Melvis or something, you get at least a mil for it. Alright, um, you want Marilyn Monroe, at least get a mil for it. You know, you get high prices. The more famous they are, get the most high prices. Alright, so if that person really wants it, they will get that money. Or else otherwise, it's not worth it. And always ask for money up front. As for at least half. So, not half. As for like um, 25% up front, all right? Because you're risking your ask. Your ask, uh, I'm actually walking up there, I'm up front robbing it. Because suppose you get caught and everything while you're robbing the grave. Um, you should, should, should at least waste some of the money and everything so you have fun before you get caught. Because I don't think you want to go to jail. Everything, well, I hope that I've been wasting none of the money and everything you know you want to have fun before you do it the night before you do it you should get laid you should get laid because that exercises certain muscles and, and as a matter of fact you do uh, have a lot more um, energy because I don't know why it just it seems to exercise a lot of the muscles that you have and, and the next day you somehow do do have a lot of um, energy and everything and there's a lot of things you might have to do while you're, while you're getting this out, and things, you know, it takes a lot of exercise, you have to push a lot and everything, you might have to run a lot if you get caught, and I don't know, so that's about it for now, um, the next time we'll show you the um, coffin itself and the way we opened it, and the way it was done, okay, this was made by, by Anthony, uh, um, well, as a matter of fact, let's forget the last name. It's Anthony and Gino, okay? This is made by us too. Um, we worked hard. Um, also, Bucci, Bucci and Daco um, also helped it. Uh, at the very beginning, me and um, Gino first opened it up though, alright, we opened it up, we broke it open, but the other guys helped out a lot, um, I like to put them in this, you know, but they're not here, because they really, uh, because they really helped in everything, because we're the forefathers, me, Daco, and Bucci and everything, we're the first ones who opened up, everything, we made this trend, from now on, this is a trend, we will keep doing it for the fun, and soon, and our next, Big hit is Houdini. If you're watching this video, then you'll know who it was. Bye bye.
I actually got in touch with the person who posted this lost video on YouTube by the name of Simon Pridge. I guess that's how you pronounce his last name. He responded to my question on him, maybe giving me some untold information on this infamous video, but he kindly messaged saying, Hi, I don't have much to say. I think the comments and the ones that investigated might be more interesting, but I get it. I'm a collector, podcaster, and writer too. I don't really have any theories. I think it's true, but no one can act like that. Doesn't mean the skulls are real, but when I got it, it was shared through fanzine and stuff like that. I got a digital version from an American collector, I'm French-Canadian, and a swap online. I think he got his from, quote, Ensuring Your Place in Hell, DVD. Not sure, but like you, into true crime, I gotta admit, the truth is probably very boring. Are those kids lied? For fun and excitement. Or they really did. But maybe just one or twice, and or got caught without publicity. My opinion, we did crazy stuff when we were teenagers, some more creepy than others. I did my share of weirdness in my time, but I never dug a grave though. He he. The young man in the video slips up by possibly giving away his name, Anthony Cass. He gives away his associates' names, Chino, who is behind the camera, and two others with the names of Taco and Pookie. A major theory for all of this, these young adults are just drunk out of their mind and thought this idea would be edgy and fun, but what if it was true? There's a theory that this Anthony is Anthony Casamassima. This is a man from Queens, New York in 1999, an article from the New York Times release called A Passion for Graveyard Art That Took a Criminal Turn, Tiffany Glass and Other Tales from the Crypt. It is said the 40-year-old Casamassima was a grave robber that stole tombs for 15 years, dating back to 1982. This theory would make sense considering the context clues. However, the young kid in the video, between the two, it does not add up. This Anthony in the video claims he robs for fun. He mentions selling the body parts to others. Does he mean the black market? With this being a fun, dark, dirty hobby of his, it wouldn't surprise me. Maybe the mystery of this ghoulish video is what makes it it, you know? We may never know the answers to this disturbing footage, but it's quite interesting to wonder. As you may or may not know, 
This time of year is my favorite. Once October hits, I turn into my true form. I love everything about the month of October as it is the spookiest or scariest time of the year. If you are like me, going to haunted attractions is a must. Last year was a bummer because of COVID-19 and nothing was open, but this year, places seem to be having some. There is nothing better than getting your girl or a group of friends and travel to get spooked. I always wanted to be in front of the line to determine the speed of how we walk into a room, mainly because I'd like to walk very slow just to let my group suffer. (laughs) However, it is a safe suffering. Nobody would harm them or me. Unless, the plan is to go to the infamous McCanny Manor. How many of you have heard of this place? I first discovered the manor on YouTube. I think maybe I was looking up haunted attractions and a couple of disturbing thumbnails. And thumbnails, I mean pictures of the video. Caught my attention bloodied and scared faces and most of the horrendous atmospheres, I clicked on the videos, and what I witnessed was very, very disturbing. The McCamey Manor originated in San Diego, California in the early 2000s, but now is located in Alabama and Tennessee with the creator Russ McCamey performing the attraction on his own property. It is a non-profit haunted house attraction where one contestant must endure the ultimate survival horror-based events. McCamey Manor is one of the pioneers of the so-called extreme haunts. The year-round non-profit contains very peculiar qualifications. A guest must sign a 40-page liability waiver in order to proceed as well as donating dog food to an alleged charity, and must be 18 years old with a parent signature, or 21 years of age. Not only that, but Russ basically does a background check on them as well. You may ask why would someone have to sign a waiver? Well, so these people can mentally and physically torture you. But we will get to that in a bit. When starting the manor, Russ did not allow a safe word for guests to say when they had enough. However, that has apparently changed according to Russ. But, in my research of this story, many have used the safe word countless times, and the tour continues on, with Russ lying through his teeth. You might be wondering, why would someone sign up for this? According to Russ, if one can make it through the 8-10 to hour haunted attraction, the winner will receive $20,000. However, nobody has yet to complete it. At least, that is what the public is to believe. Now, let's talk about what all goes on in this disturbing sketchy experience. Hey everyone, this is Laura Brotherton coming to you live from my hotel room 
after I just entered the McKamey Manor Chamber. Wow. Um, as you can see by the way I look, my lips, um, this is no joke, it's no laughing matter. For all of you that really want to do this, trust me, you don't. You do not want to do this. It's terrifying. It's so hard. Um, I can't really explain what I went through, but let me tell you, it was crazy. Um, I'm, I'm a little shaken up, so I'm having a hard time bringing myself to come to words. Um, my face hurts pretty bad. I can't tell if my nose is broken, but, uh, you can see my lips, um, my tattoo got torn, my knee, if you can see it, um, this is so intense, oh god, um, I don't, I really don't have much words to say right now, except for this was one of the most exhilarating experiences of my life. This is Jeremy Shane Myers. <laughs> you might not be able to recognize me from the bunny video because uh, I got a, another makeover today, the official McCamey Manor makeover. Um, I just gonna keep this short. It's actually hard to talk. As you can see, my lips are severely swollen. A little swollenness of the cheek. New haircut. <sighs> Looks like I got a little gash on my forehead. <sighs> it's, uh, I wanted to say that the McKinney Manor is no joke. It's, it's something that's, it sounds good. You know, you sign up for it. You want to do it. You want to experience it. You get excited. Get a little nervous, but when you actually do it, when the actors first get a hold of you, you immediately regret your decision. You is it's like it's instant instant regret. Rust tells you a million times during the waiver signing portion that you really don't want to do it. As you can see, uh, I, I don't know too many people who would really want this to happen to them. I, 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 this is what you, uh, if this is what you want, then go ahead, sign up for the manor. But I promise you, you really don't want to do it. You really, 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 Really don't want to do it. It's all for real. There's not one bit of make-believe that transpires through the entire event. 
you think you're going to do well, think you're going to last forever, beat the last guy, beat the last lady. It's not that easy when it's actually happened to you. All the smack talkers out there is like, uh, blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, no, no. You do it. You sign up for it, you do it. Josh Kim, according to its website, McAmy Manor promises an extreme experience that can last up to 10 hours, requires participants to be medically cleared by a doctor, and sign a 40-page waiver. Thousands of dollars are offered to anyone who can complete the experience, but the part owner of Dread Hollow, a local haunted house, says he doesn't think McAmy Manor is designed to let anyone make it to the end. Inside Dread Hollow, you see things that make your spine shiver. Part owner of the haunted experience, Tim Green, says that's their goal. Um, when you step through our doors, you feel like you are in the town of Dread Hollow. But Green says what McAmy Manor does isn't entertainment, and it's more than scary. Said our goal is to entertain people. We're not out to hurt anybody. Um, and that just to me, that seems to me like that's that's all he's trying to do is hurt people. On McAmy Manor's waiver, it says you agree to being shot, submerged in water, slapped, tied up, shaved, or even getting unwanted dental work. People like Hamilton County resident Carol Tarifa says that's not something they'd sign up for. So I went to their Facebook and then I went to their website and just too spooky. Tarifa isn't alone. A change.org petition to shut down McGamey Manor has more than 19,000 signatures. Pretty much people going into there voluntarily signing a waiver and getting tortured with the promise of a reward if they make it through it. And from what I've heard, he makes sure that nobody makes it through it. So Andy. You look all screwed up, Andy. I feel screwed up. I'm doing you a favor, Andy. I'll be back in a minute. I have to get something else on the camera. I'm sorry. Can you wait for me? How's it How going, you little spider? How you doing, Andy? Not good. Not good. No, I'm doing good. Some tricks for us. So, oh, Andy. Come on, Andy. Some tricks. Come on. Come on. Oh, look at the amazing Andy. Come on. You're <laughs> so boring. Oh, you got a baby in there. I know, I know. I have to go. You're tired, Andy. Yes, sir. You're you need to beat, Andy. Yeah, this is a lot, man. Finders on still. Well, hey, everybody. This will be the last thing we do tonight because of our time restrictions. What's up, Henry? So this is a nice way for our man here, Mr. Morrison, to kind of just chill out and relax. Did you have a fun evening so far tonight? I said, yes, did you have a fun yes, evening? Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Let me cruise over there with you. You know... When I talk to you, I expect a little bit of a response. I apologize. Can you do that for me? I apologize. Yes, sir. No, it's almost like you're being rude to me. Are you trying no. to be rude to me? No, I'm not. I'm not. I promise. Like I say to people, do you think I'm funny? No, 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 no. I don't. Well, I'm never funny? You can be if you'd like to be. But you're not a joke. You're not funny. I didn't ask about a joke. You think I'm a joke? No. No, but no. why'd you suggest it then? Because, the, because what? You asked, what? About, you asked if you were funny. 
I don't think That's it all I said. Did I say that add to it? No. Mm-hmm. I didn't say that add to it, did I? No. Take your um, little goggles off there, buddy boy. Thank you. How you feeling? Feeling nervous? What you're about to hear is Russ turning on a chainsaw with the chain on and holding it above this person's face, inches from his forehead. But uh, Chris said that you like chainsaws as well. Oh. we got to wrap this thing up, folks. Oh, no. We're not doing everything tonight. We can't. It's been a long day. Long yesterday. And a Friday as well. Did you have fun this weekend? Yes, sir. I did. And you promised to come back and try again? Absolutely. Now, you ought to feel very proud of yourself. Oh, God. Uh, You ought to feel very proud of yourself that you actually completed the Matterhorn. I am. You should. Thank you. It was tough, but I got it done and I'm proud of that. No, I'm a little, a little proud of you. Now, I advise you not to move on this. This is absolutely going to get very close to your little forehead. Luckily, you're not going to look at it, so it's not really going to matter. We use electric tools here because it's uh, outside, and that's why I like to use it. I don't like to use gas. does Russ have this controversial element of his haunted attraction and his his love for torture but I found this video of a woman talking about Russ in another way which is only speculation only uh, uh, only alleged claims but I thought it was interesting interesting enough to uh, share this so I will play this now what I'm about to share to you, it, it's going to turn your stomach. That's not even the physical, the mental. No, no, that that doesn't even hit the iceberg. No, that was, I would be lucky if that was it. I would be so lucky. Um, that's what I'm telling you. Man, it's very dangerous. And I told the police everything. And there's one police officer that believes me. And that's why they're not going to get him out of his sight. Um, what Russ McKamey is... <clears throat> When I was at the, when I was doing a haunt with him, 
he would tell me his sick, like, I guess, to him, they, they, they were, there were images, but I think they were fantasies. They, he would tell me his sick fantasies that he has with kids, with children. He's a passive pedophile. Now, when I say passive pedophile, meaning he would go to Walmart while I was there shopping, and he would just be looking at kids, looking at kids in, like, um, in dresses and skirts, girls, boys, teenagers. I mean, honest, yeah, he is. Now, this goes back to me back in the 90s of that domestic dispute back in um, San Diego. The reason is children don't like him, like his boy, his son. Um, it's probably he hurt his kid. He probably molested his kid. Um, it was weird because in San Diego, there were a box of pictures that he wanted me to help move, and he wanted me to clean off the pictures because he thought it was the pictures were dirty. And he, uh, I went through all these family photos he wanted me to wipe because his OCD um, was so extreme. But then I saw pictures of him. He took of his boy, and his boys were his boy was fully clothed, but it was weird. Like the child would just pose in like a very sexual manner, like show his bottom to the camera. I was like, "What the fuck is this?" Yeah. And him was terrifying because uh, he was very threatened. He threatened me. Um, he he has a weapon, and he threatened violence against me. He threatened. He said that he saw himself shooting me with his gun. And I was like, oh, shit. I was like, I got to get out of here. That was back in Tennessee. But he he got in trouble for um, uh, probably molestation. It's very, it's, it's disgusting. And I told the police officer, listen, you need to watch this man. There are children in Summertown. And you need to keep an eye on him because he goes after children. He looks at children in a sexual manner. He's a predator. And if you, that's why Russ is so crazy about protecting kids because deep down, I know his dirty secret. Yeah, he fantasizes about kids and whatever woman is in his clutches, he's going to tell his dirty fantasies to. And he's going to say, it doesn't mean anything that I thought that I put my face down that little girl's crotch or shit like that. If that claim is true, then, then Russ... He's got a lot going on that's not well. There are countless claims about the manor being more extreme than what they expected. Russ has said, quote, They know the truth that I have footage of everything. I tell people they'll get cuts and bruises. It's aggressive. But these people weren't injured like they say they were. In the San Diego Union Tribune, they cover the story of Amy Milligan. It reads in one of Russ's videos that, quote, Shortly after they arrive at the home, the screen goes blank and the subtitle appears saying, I cannot show you what takes place. When the footage resumes, Milligan is lying in a freezer in a few inches of dark colored water, blindfolded while actors pour water over her head. Milligan appears cooperative and willing to play her part in the experience. 
Early in the experience, she appeared slightly deafened and even amused. Then more concerned as the tour intensifies. Later in the video, another section of footage is edited out. When the action resumes, Milligan is soaking wet and seems terrified. So what took place in between that time? Only Russ, his workers, and Amy knows. Well, maybe more. And I say that because of the dark theory that people online have said. That Russ uses the unseen footage for a certain market. The black market. Or the dark web. I say this because people are curious on how Russ gets all of this money to host such an attraction along with high-tech cameras or just production in general. He said, quote, You can imagine, if you're offering $20,000, which is what I'm doing, then you're going to get people coming through for the wrong reasons. People coming through not because they want to experience the manor and just have a good time. They're going there because this is my last-ditch effort. This is a way for me to get out of debt. He then added, The manor is always going to win. No one's ever going to win that money. Nobody. Because the show was 10 hours, and 10 hours of doing this is crazy. There's no way. He has claimed that even Navy SEALs have tried this tour and have lost the challenge. My theory on this, you sign up for something immoral, but the more tough you are with Russ, the harder he is on you. Harder as in mentally and physically. So that however long it takes, he doesn't stop until you give up. Because there is no money at the end of it. He has the psychological power to make you break. This could be his, his background in the military, or he could just be a public figure getting away with human torture. There are petitions to shut down the manor, with various people speaking up and telling others what really goes on there. But will people be able to take down Russ McCamey? Does his sick torture continue until someone dies? I was actually an actor. I've known Russ for a couple years. Um, and I used to be an actor, but it, it kind of, the manners changed. Can I please be interviewed? Sure. Without you interrupting, um, I used to do it for the love of the haunt, for the love of scaring people, and it just got a little out of control. Um, I think Russ that's is not, kind of okay, unstable. That's not true. No, that yeah, is I, I think Shut Russ up. is yeah. unstable, yeah. 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 and I don't feel comfortable being alone with him anymore. I think he's he's Bullshit. sadistic and he's. Sick. Off his knocker, yeah, he's crazy. Yeah, and you keep us here, and you blackmail us, so it, it's fucking bullshit. You know yeah, that's bullshit. Wait, I'm with you. That's not yeah. true. That's not true. He, I used to defend he, him because he's such a nice. He he came came off as such a nice guy, but then we all have our crazy sides, and we all have our crazy sides. All us actors, I'm just 
a little afraid to be honest and especially with all the haters and death threats and bomb threats and all the legal stuff i'm kind of worried for my life oh, it used to it used to be for for the love of the haunt and i don't know what it still happened. is okay it still is the love of haunt no you know? it's just because you get off to torture fuck you, you man fuck you you know you know fucking shit about me well fuck I, you. It, it has gotten tougher but it's not it's not as much as a scare psychological tactic as it is just, just bruising people i mean i got bruised a little today just by these guys roughing me up and it's it's all about beating them to to a Where's pulp. I'm just saying let's let's scare the fucking shit out of people. You that's been, what I want to do. That's why I do months. it. You haven't been here for months, so you have no idea. You you don't know what you're talking about. You haven't been here since the chamber's been on at all. You've been out too busy doing your own little twice. thing. You've been out doing your own little thing. You don't even give a shit anymore. So right. don't, don't at, yeah. I didn't know so this was going to be so a So she used so. Yes, I'm right here. Say it. Say it. You gotta say it. Say it. Say it. Say it. Say it. Say it. You're the most fantastic guy I know. Good job. Perfect. Thanks for visiting us. Well, cryptics, this is the end. It has been a blast this year researching and traveling to places that contain the darkest vibes of society. This podcast has grown a ton, and I'm so grateful for you all. I've gotten myself into some bizarre situations to find the truth, that's for sure. I feel as though you all are with me as I do my research. And for that, it's heartwarming. I appreciate you all tuning in when I randomly post episodes, and in the future, I plan to make this show more scheduled-like. I'm going to take a small break and enjoy time off. However, for the season 2 premiere, it's going to be big. I will give you a little tease. I will be traveling to a haunted area and plan on staying two nights there. Local residents keep... The haunted stories low-key from what I've already researched, but I will be staying at the Natural Bridge Hotel. Reviews have said it is extremely haunted, as well as nearby attractions, including their caverns. Not only will I have a podcast episode, but I will be recording a documentary-like movie for you all. There will be other big announcements that you cryptics may love, so please, don't leave the cult. We are only getting started. It is our journey through this dark world, and we must continue to watch our backs. Because it is cryptic out there.
can do